0: podcast what's up uh jill and i are here if you don't know who jill is she's my friend who's awesome and we talk about spiritual stuff and creative stuff and we go on adventures together and we're both musicians and we play on stage and we're driving currently to sedona sedona arizona sedona arizona and we're gonna go fucking maybe like climb some rocks and look at the earth oh you think, be, be <laughs> one, oh, you think one, we're climbing one, rocks <laughs> be one of the trees and, and the forest and the pixies and make videos and just <laughs> just smile but we're talking about stage fright right now and as she started talking i was like oh my god this is like gold like you we need to record this and bring it to the people that we love and want to help so we're gonna talk about stage fright in relas- relation to being spiritual and being in the present moment and awakening to your life purpose. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, so I was telling Dante that um, I have horrible stage fright. And this has kind of crept up on me over the years. You know, uh, I have a degree in musical theater from the University of Arizona, here down, and go Woo-hoo.
0: cats. Woo-hoo.
1: And um, I, I was on stage all the time in college. And I think, like, if you do something all the time, it's habit. And your fear really starts to lessen because, you know, you're doing it all the time. And you build your confidence through craftsmanship, I think, through getting better at what you're trying to do. So, you know, now... So has that
0: been your experience as a musician over time? That's what you found to be the case?
1: Well, yeah. It started kind of, you know, when when I left college, then... You know, I didn't have as many opportunities to be on stage. I moved to Chicago. I was auditioning, and every audition made me feel like I wanted to throw up. There was nothing joyful in it. I didn't, it just was, like, terrifying most of the time. But I would, like, muscle my way through it. I'd do it. I'd get the show. And then also, I remember one time I got a show in Chicago. I can't believe that I am admitting this out loud to anyone, but I got in a show in Chicago. It had been written by the premier lesbian playwright, and it was a show, it was a musical, and it was all about these lesbians that were forming this musical group, and I thought the show was super cool. I loved the cast. I loved doing it, but there came a night when I was supposed to go to the theater, and I was so overcome with stage fright that I literally called in sick and fucked everybody wow. over. Wow. Like, hugely fucked everybody <laughs> over because guess who was coming to the show that night? A bunch of critics to write about the performance, oh, right? Oh, man. And so I think. In my head, I was like, "Oh my God, these critics are coming! Oh my God, I'm not good enough for this! Oh my God!" Even though I'd been doing the show for like,
0: spiraled just down. spiraled
1: down, just totally spiraled down. And I called in sick. I was like, "I'm throwing up. I cannot do this. I cannot come." And they were like, "What are you talking about? The critics are coming. You have to come. We don't have a, we don't have a stand-in for you." And I'm like, "Sorry, dudes. Peace out." Because I was so fucking freaked out and filled with panic. I couldn't, I could not leave my house. I just couldn't. That was probably the first time that I had a panic attack around performance. performance. Yeah, so now, you know, I'm much older. I don't know about wiser, but I'm much older than that. And now I'm just trying to kind of rebuild a, a music career and I'm going to open mics and it, you know, there's challenges around it that I won't go into because I'm a singer and I don't play my own instrument. So I have to find people that will play for me. That's got its own set of challenges and panics. But even when I know I can go to a gig, like with my husband, who is a phenomenal jazz guitarist and makes space for me, you know, he kind of works around me. And if I screw something up. He's got my back. He's got me covered. He knows how to cover it for me. I feel way more comfortable with him. But even that is like stress inducing for me. Like, oh my God, I've got to be good. I can't fuck this up. Uh, You know, in the past I might've relied on, I don't know, weed maybe, uh, or Zannies to take the edge off. Uh, So I didn't feel so stressed out about it. And now I'm just trying to not rely on outside substances to relieve that pain or that stress. I'm just trying to rely on myself. And so, you know, as we were just listening to this podcast, and you can kind of jump in and talk about the podcast we were listening to maybe. As I was listening to the podcast, um, I was thinking, yeah, I need to just feel... The feelings, but I need to find I, it's either meditation or positive affirmations or something that lets me know that it's okay. The world's not going to end if I go flat on a note. Nobody's going to die if I mess up a lyric. I'm not going to die, right? So, and I'm supposed to be doing this because it's fun. I love it. And it brings me joy and brings other people joy so I should be focusing on those things focusing on bringing the joy being filled with joy aligning with what I love to do and I think that will help relax me into a place where I'm not so freaked out that's what I have to say
0: yeah, I think uh, the podcast you're listening to with Aaron Dowdy, Julian himself, and uh, RSD Tyler from the company Real Social Dynamics, they uh, talked about many things, but one thing that stuck out to me was this concept of creator versus creation. So wanting the creation, the final product, needing this result, this outcome, to be the certain way, or to just be the present stillness, the present awareness, and be the creator the experience and, and not attach the result and it's funny you, you mentioned like tixanis or like you know, weed or alcohol cause I for I mean <laughs> when I was when I was getting really serious about okay I'm going to open mics I'm getting over my stage fright I'm fucking doing this for about a year two years was just filled with like chain smoking in the smoking section before yeah. going up just piling on drinks if anyone had weed amazing I just smoked a bunch of weed and the funny thing would be I'm reflecting on that right now, I remember going up, like like walking up this this little you know staircase to the stage, like I'm about to give this fucking speech, and I'm sitting down just overloading with adrenaline, and I would I would take the, the the smoke the cigarettes beforehand to calm the nerves, which then would amplify the nerves, like it would have this 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 calming effect, but then on the back end it would also like smash me down with like even more anxiety and then I would get so shit faced or like so buzzed from the weed and the alcohol combination that it would kind of like mute the anxiety it would mute kind of dull the stress which was great because like wow now I can actually go on stage and perform and like play these songs but then what I discovered is when I actually got up there and I I would record my stuff I I would want to post it and I would want to critique it and I would want to see okay where could I improve So as I would perform, I would have a a very difficult time actually looking at and connecting with the audience and just like, like looking at their faces while I'm singing. And I would be so stuck in my head and I would have to close my eyes and just like, all right, remember, I I remember just like, I got to remember every, like, don't screw it up. Don't screw it up. Like, remember all the words. Okay. Here comes the high, high pitch. Nail the high pitch. Don't fuck this up, Dante. Everyone's watching you. Nail the high pitch and then afterwards I would just come off the stage almost shaking with adrenaline and just maybe people would want to come up and talk to me and I'd be like oh, thank you yeah it's like almost PTSD shock <laughs> like, like I just got hit by a car and I just don't even I can't even remember what happened I'm just like kind of taking it in I need, I need a moment I would go to the back smoking area again smoke some more cigarettes to calm down drink some more alcohol and just kind of detox from this this overstimulating situation and the funny thing is I would look at the video the footage afterward because I was so obsessed with how did I do what's the result what's the result I need to to see I need to critique it I need to make sure I was cool I need to make sure it looked good it sounded good I I gotta see it and I would watch the video and I would think it's amazing but then the next day I would watch the video again Mm. like right when I got up I was so eager and I would realize like oh it actually kind of sucked because I was so inebriated or like out of it that it was just like it was, it was okay you know now fast forward to today so obviously Jill and I are some people on the planet some humans who take spiritual development we, we make that a priority we want to be present we want to be happy we want to be empowered we want to help other people and we want to work on ourselves that's that's a priority in our life so, we're constantly trying to get better, and we constantly go out and we play music and we practice. And certain points we immerse ourselves in that, and certain points we focus on other things. And we can't all solely be music. We have other areas of our life, and you have other areas of your life. But fast forward to today. When I perform now, I am so, so unconcerned with. How it's going to come off. Now, granted, there are definitely times where I become concerned again with how am I sounding, how am I looking, etc. But the majority of the time I'm placing my I'm resting my awareness, my focus on let's just sing the song and like make it really easy and and tension stress-free. And I'm able to actually look at the people I'm singing to. And just look at them and just really enjoy the song. Really play, really be with it. Whereas before it was the most it was the most stressful, agonizing thing, because I was stuck in my head. I couldn't stop thinking about screwing up or not screwing up and like how I could make this better. But when I started to actually you know, try things like meditation, making that part of my daily practice, looking at my diet, removing you know, nicotine, tobacco, weed, alcohol, and just really enjoying the almost adrenaline experience. Like, part part of me loves music and performing because people are exposed to this, this this beautiful thing. It's it's a it's a very it's different than conversation. Like in conversation, you could be talking with somebody and you could have a really great conversation and slowly be building the vibe and like ha- laughing and like. It's, it's like this, this river of like going in different directions, talking about different topics, laughing. And you can have these beautiful moments. You can have these really powerful moments where you just let go and you're just like giggling and dying laughing and it's, it's amazing. And I think music has the ability to give people that in a different way and make them really pay attention, really be captivated and really make them feel something. But also as the performer, as the, the creator, so to speak, it forces you into this present place. Because if you don't step into, I'm going to be present with what I'm doing. I'm not attached to the outcome. I'm just going to play and just breathe and just relax. If you don't go there, then the only other option is to spiral down, is to go into, oh, fuck, what if this happens? What if this happens? And it just amplifies. And it, for me, I have found that it can go in either direction, but it's where you choose to focus. And it's all about the buildup before. It's like the day of, if I have a performance, it's like March 19th. I'm, I'm performing um, at the Hyatt and invite all my friends, all my family, and the day of a performance like that, let's say, for example, I'm going to remind myself all day long, it's unimportant, it doesn't matter, and I'm going to practice, I'm going to rehearse, and the months and days leading up to the actual event, 100%, I'm going to do my best to learn the material, and hit my notes, but the day of, I'm letting go of the attachment of how it's going to play out, and my whole focus is just how can I enjoy strumming this guitar? How can I slow down and just be, be there with the people? And it's, it's a challenging thing. And like, that's, that's the work, so to speak, moving away, like moving away from ego being cool. Like it's, it's not about the pictures. It's not about the performance. And ironically, as you release this, not only do you have more fun with the actual performance, but then on the back end, you then get all these things, like people want to take pictures with you, people want to talk to you, but it's coming from a different place. Now you're not like, oh yeah, oh they they say, You're so great, and you're like, Yes, I was so great. It's now, thank you. Like then you wanna connect with the other person. It's not about taking, it's about like building and connecting, being empathetic and relating to the other person. And I don't know, it's it's such a joy for me now, like not clouding myself and not like wading through this haze of of anxiety and just being able to sit there and just fucking play for people and like genuinely want to give them something without wanting to take anything I think that's that's the big big theme but I'm going to pass it over to Jill now
1: um, so I'm going to give a shout out to my voice teacher Adone Fanyon, who is an amazing voice teacher in Phoenix at School of Rock Scottsdale and um, you can check him out on social media Adone a D o n fanyon F a n I o n but um, two things that he has said to me in in voice lessons that have made a huge impact and that I think I can carry with me um, to help me remember why I'm doing what I'm doing, so I'm not so freaked out. One is, who gets to say what's good? Who gets to say what's good? it's all subjective. It's all opinion. It's all somebody might like the sound of your voice and guitar and somebody might not. Right. And, and so who gets to say, um, just kind of remembering that, um, for me is kind of big. And the other thing he said to me just recently was really focus on the storytelling. And I think this is true, whether you're a musician, you're a speaker, um, even even if you're in a nine-to-five job, really. It's like you're trying to tell a story. Every time you create a relationship with someone, you're telling a story of who you are in the moment. In the present moment, you're kind of telling a story. So like,
0: dive into that. Like, So when you're on stage and you're performing, because yeah. I'm so fascinated with how people see like, their perspective of the world. So when you're on stage, what does telling a story mean mean for you?
1: So you're singing a song and and there are words and you're trying to evoke a certain emotion from people you you want them to feel the joy of the peppy happy song or or you want them to feel the that feeling of lost love almost like you don't want to put people into a bad state but you know there's emotions that go along with these songs and i think you know connecting with people looking right at them bringing them into the story of the song and and telling, singing the song through a storytelling lens is like really focusing on the words that you're saying. And if you're focused on the words that you're saying, then you're less likely to be focused on, am I gonna hit that high note? Am I gonna be able to sustain that note? If you're focused on what you're trying to give to people, what you're trying to tell, what is the story that you're trying to tell through this song? Are you trying to tell the story of the girl that, um, you know, uh, found a guy with a fast car and talked him into running away across the border into another state with her. And then she was still just a checkout girl, even though that was the life she was trying to get away <laughs> from. And how many people do we know that end up like that? Yeah. So it's like, what is a story that you're trying to tell? Is there a character that you that you can impart within that story who who are you who's singing the song who whose perspective are you coming from are you coming from the jilted lover perspective you can it's just stel- storytelling it's just let me tell this story through the lens of what this song is trying to say and trying to share and I think focusing on that for me is going to be a game changer because telling stories you know, creating relationship, reaching out to people. I'm all about that. i If I can focus on that and get away from, fuck, I got a high note coming, then I think I'm going to be a lot more successful because I'll be more relaxed. I'll be more like in the present moment of, I am telling the story through this song.
0: I like that. Um, I have a friend, well, after that post I made about, the three types of relationships we have with people, acquaintances, friends, and soulmates. Let mm-hmm. me let me rephrase that. I have an acquaintance. <laughs> and this is somebody who earlier, and, and I I love and agree with what you said, and I want to <laughs> add on to and yes. give a similar perspective. I met this guy about a year or two into my open mic, like taking things seriously, wanting to get better. Journey. <laughs> that word. I hate that, that word journey. And uh, this is somebody who and I, I'm, we all have somebody like this or we've known somebody like this. If let's say we're in the smoking section back back in the day. I mean, I, the bar we, we used to go to closed down. So uh, and I don't go out to that place anymore. So it doesn't happen at all currently. But in the past, we'd be in the smoking section. We'd be talking, hanging out and one on one phenomenal person, complimenting, asking about each other's life, talking about stuff. It's great. And maybe smoking cigarettes, drinking a beer. If a girl was to come into this situation, the communication would then turn to, I'm going to belittle everybody else in the group, be it me, be it anyone else there. I'm going to stomp them down to try to look better mm-hmm. to get something from this girl, which would be sex or validation or, you know, good feelings. This person would ask for things, you know, through conversation or, or like maybe like audio message or something. And there would be this like underlying subtle, like almost condescending, like I'm better than you. Like it's, it's, you're doing me, I'm doing you a favor by you doing this for me. And the the, the funny thing, and I'm going to, I'm going to end it with, with this because I have another coaching call here in about eight minutes. Like I got to make, and we got to go explore. But and here, I have I to know.
1: pee like always.
0: <laughs> so bad. That's tea. Run through me. <laughs> but when you're constantly in this mode of trying to manipulate people. And from a very meta spiritual holy shit consciousness perspective. Reality itself. Trying to get something from reality. Achieve an outcome. Make a result happen. And it's coming from a need. A desperate. I got to have it. You repel people. Whatever you chase. You repel. So if you're chasing going a certain way you're going to repel it but the irony that the universe has that life has for us is that when we focus on enjoying our life enjoying the present moment and just asking how can i powerfully serve the people around me not not necessarily in a business sense but just in a relationship sense sitting with jill how can i powerfully serve jill in a positive way how can i be a really great person with her and share space with her and it it might start as like a mental thing you think about, like remind yourself. And I I do this whenever I go into a client session, I'm mentally going, okay, how do I powerfully serve this person? This is not about me. How do I give the most value possible? How do I show I really care about this person? How do I listen to every fucking thing they're saying? But then as you practice that, it becomes a a being thing. It becomes automatic. So if you're performing, I I think there's a, a period of time where we all have to go through the the turbulence on the plane so to speak mm. and then you emerge in the clouds and you're like oh it was never about me it was about why I first started getting into this in the first place was to have fun with it and then you can actually enjoy your mistakes and you just you laugh at yourself you can laugh at yourself on stage you can laugh at yourself as you're walking off the stage and just you you realize that it's not just me up here it's it's this room mm. and we're we're all in this together here and I'm connecting with the with the people, not for some result, but to connect with them for the sake of connecting with them. And we're all strangers in a world. I don't know where it left off, but, I mean, toward the last little bit. The, okay. the point being, it's a reminder that we're all fucking connected. God damn, it so beautiful and poetic. And now it's ruined.
1: It's not we're, ruined. We're all
0: one, damn it. And it's the reminder that we're just, we're, we're reminding ourselves of that. We're reminding ourselves, like, hey, we're on a fucking floating rock in space like be present and just let your fucking frustrations go. Like it's a very powerful responsibility and not responsibility and like take it serious, but like it's a responsibility. It's a very, it's an honor. It's a privilege to remind people to connect to the present moment and fucking feel something besides the daily stressors and thoughts and like and things we have to fucking deal with.
1: You're awesome. You know what? You just, I just had the hugest epiphany while you were talking, you know, being able to sing. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody can, not everybody is wired that way right so it's a gift and if we have a gift and we really do want to share our gifts and be of service that's what i should be fucking thinking about all day long not oh i'm going to blow this note it's <laughs> it's how can i be of service uh in this performance i'm here to entertain i'm here to share the stories of these songs and And and
0: we all have a gift. It might not necessarily be music, but you have something listening. listening. Right. So
1: we're just talking about music, you know, but you can look at it through any lens you want to. It doesn't have to be a musical performance. It can be anything. It can be, you want to be a speaker. You want to be a, you know, you're going for it, being a coach. You're going for your, you build chairs, you paint beautiful pictures,
0: you mop floors as a gender,
1: mop floors. Everybody's got a passion. Everybody's got a purpose in life. And once you find it and once you know what it is. Let it be your gift and let it be of service. That's a huge epiphany for me. Thank you, Dante. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Uh, A good book on this topic is The Raw Material, The Law of One, book one. Check that out. Um, the, The last, very, very last thing is, look, you can go down two paths in life. You can go down a path of service and loving yourself and loving others. And you can go down a path of manipulation and trying to get things. And I think both are okay. And the cool thing about this is at any point down those paths, you have potential, the ability to change paths. You can shift, you can jump if you're coming from this place of manipulation, needing things, scarcity. You can easily just walk over to another path just because you've gone down this certain road for a long time. Does not mean like, oh, now I need to spend 12 years to actually come back and heal? Like, no, it can be very instantaneous. That's why like, it's called a spiritual awakening. It's like, you're waking up from the dream of, oh, I've been so immersed in 3D reality of like, take, tick, 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 tick. tick actually when I serve and I connect with people and just want to be happy and help other people be happy, things get a lot easier. So thank you, Jill.
1: Thank you, Dante.